Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 255, entitled XYZ is for disappointing series ending for the A to Z of WordPress. It was published on Thursday the 18th of November 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined by David Wormsley in just a few short moments so that we can have this discussion. But before that, a very short piece of housekeeping. You would have to have your head buried in the sand if you didn't know that Black Friday was just around the corner. Not long now. There are loads of WordPress deals out there. But wouldn't it be nice if there was one single source where you could find all of those deals? One page, one searchable, filterable page. Well, we've done it for you. Head over to double wpbuilds.com forward slash black. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. And there's loads on there. I keep adding more every day as they arrive, but you can search and filter your Black Friday deals all on that page. It's really easy to use and it does help keep the lights on with WP Builds. So I'd be most appreciative if you could bookmark that page and make some use of it. Once more, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Okay, let's get stuck into the main event of the podcast, shall we, today? We've been going for just about a year at the A to Z of WordPress series, and this is the final episode. We're rolling three letters into one for the first time, frankly, because it was too difficult to do them separately. X, Y, and Z are all being rolled today. X is for crossing things out. It's how not to do things, the things that you shouldn't do. Y is for, well, why? The word why. Why should you do certain things? And Z is for zzz, sleeping, the end of the series. I know it's a bit contrived. I hope you can bear it. I hope that you enjoy the podcast. Hello, it's another A to Z of WordPress, the series where we attempt to cover all the major aspects of building and maintaining sites with WordPress. Today is XYZ for a disappointing series ending. <laughs> so we, we really thought we could try and eke this one out. I mean, I went to the crossword solver to see what words began with X. So I, I came up with Xerox, which could be how to copy your WordPress website, but... <laughs> I think <laughs> it might just be pushing things a little bit too far. Yeah, the words, so the words plumbing new depths come to mind. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's probably time to wrap this one up. So instead, X is going to stand for what we wouldn't do with WordPress, um, according to the fine people of the interwebs. And Y is going to stand for why we should still use WordPress or why we use it. And finally, the Z is going to stand for little Zs for sleeping. <laughs> So it's sleepy bye-byes for us all. Okay, so we'll so we've done I think we've done quite well. We've got well, what 22 letters of the alphabet. Each one we we tried hard to do. And these <laughs> last three, so let me just get this straight. Uh X stands for like yeah. across like as in don't do yeah. this, you know, press the delete button. That's what the X stands for. The Y <laughs> stands for the word Y, W H Y. And Z yeah. stands for nothing. It just stands for we can't think of anything for Z. So we'll use the sleep metaphor. I love it. <laughs> it's desperate, isn't yeah. it? Okay. Well, shall we start with the first one, yeah. which is the X, what we never, ever under pain of death should do with WordPress. And, well, I checked a few posts, really. There's quite a lot of this, but it's pretty much the same stuff. So there's a cross section here. The first one I came across was WP beginners which said never upload videos to wordpress you know that's really interesting when i i think the very first time i ever used a cms was for a mm -hmm. for a video site where we were putting up videos oh. and i did i put it and it was really cheap hosting i had no idea really what i was doing and um and i very quickly learned no don't do that put the videos somewhere else and so i learned that one quite quickly i mean it's just a massive hog isn't it the bandwidth that's yeah. coming out plus the actual storage that it's using. Yeah, don't do not do that. That is a definite cross. 
And you know what? I must remind myself to put in some rules to stop that happening. There is one client who I didn't realize they just uploaded a whole ton of videos onto the server and were pushing them out. So, I mean, I talked to them and they decided to use YouTube in the end. But yeah. Well, so. they wouldn't have any conception that that was weird because it's a. No. It's some sort of web portal. We're used to things like YouTube and Facebook. You just throw it on there and it consumes it and it's happy. It never never tells you, oh, it's too big. It just takes it from you and displays it for the world. And why would you think that your WordPress site couldn't do that? You, Unless you've communicated really clearly, look, it can't possibly cope at your price point and you're eating up your hard disk space. I mean, genuinely, with like two high-quality videos, you could use up the entire disk space if they were long enough (laughs) and um and you just need to communicate that i guess but yeah definitely never never put videos up in your wordpress install speaking of that then what's your preferred solution for uploading videos are you always throwing them into youtube or where do you Mm, store things pretty much Mm. because i'm so tight but uh, (laughs) um (laughs) if i if i wasn't i think i'd look out for a good player that had the functions that I wanted and then I'd probably end up putting hosting it on Amazon I think S3 the have so. you heard Cloudflare are getting into this game and they're getting into uh-huh. this game and the I can't remember what it's called but maybe somebody in the comments can write it down but the pricing is unbelievably cheap even when compared to Amazon like it's a fraction of the cost wow. of storage um, but anyway, yeah, I use, or I say I, we, Anshin and I, for the Page Builder Summit, we've used Vimeo, mm. which is great in all sorts of respects. But I'm still I'm still kind of out there looking for the perfect solution. I like Vimeo because it's got yeah. the nice interface and it's got analytics and, you know, it's specifically mm. built for video. Whereas I think if you put it onto a, some sort of CDN, that, that's fine as well, especially if you're not getting viewed all that often. Mm, you know, there was, um, I mean, somebody who knows a lot about video because he does that content is Troy Dean. And uh, I, I remember something he posted on Facebook and it was my experience too. For where he was in Australia, he found that when he watched Vimeo videos, it was so frustrating. They were always stalling on him. And that was my own experience in India as well. Huh. So oh, that's so, good to know. Okay. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that. I, I kind of naively assumed that they'd got all of that taken care of, but perhaps not. Okay. Maybe I need well, to revisit I, no, yeah, but I mean, I was fine actually on the um, page builder summit. I watched all the; I had no issues at all. So mm. yeah, maybe they've solved it. I don't know, but yeah. yeah, it's interesting that you might not know the experience of other people. Yeah, that's the right. Yeah, and the the yeah, I guess if you're looking for some sort of CDN solution, you just have to see how many points of contact they've got around the world and how many servers and yeah. where they are and all that. But yeah, the, the the point remains: don't put videos into your media library unless they are literally tiny um because it's because it's just not a good idea but i was talking to you before we hit record one of my primary reasons for video these days is is my own personal videos and by that i mean you know literally like videoing the kids birthday parties and things and i've still yet to arrive at a solution i was using google photos and i've decided to drop that and now i'm basically just using a hard disk in my office it's right next to me and that mm. that I use Plex P L E X to mm. to distribute that, and I've got it plugged into a computer that never gets switched off, and that works really well. But it would be it would be useless for putting stuff that needs to be on a website. Mm. Next, interesting. Next one. Well, the next article I found. I was just looking around really for what other people said, and this was more advanced stuff. So it's from toptal.com. Mm-hmm. And they are people, I think, who hire out experts, developers. So it's they, they've got an article called The 12 Worst Mistakes uh, Advanced WordPress Developers Make. And I thought it was quite interesting because I'm not really that, but some of these things I have come to learn over time. So Yeah, of the 12, of there's three or four that are really useful, aren't there? Do you want to list the yeah, ones which so. you thought were useful? Well, I thought the first one was probably something which won't be that relevant to me, which is... Um, not placing JavaScript code into one main file, which obviously makes sense. You want to serve that up as and when it's needed. That was one. But one that I think for me um, is something that I've only really started doing, if I can find it here, 
Um, so what not to do is to develop with WP underscore debug set to false. So you want it to true. So you can see PHP errors as you're developing your sites. And that's just something I've really only started doing over recent months. Do you have that set to true in perpetuity? In other words, do you set it when you first start out with the site and then just leave it on, even if it meant that other people with permissions <laughs> would see errors? Um, I think it's, well, I, the way I've got it set up, which I've taken from the documentation on WordPress itself, it is it comes with the, the, the full script that you put in, which actually stops it printing out. So I think the only way I find out about my situation is to go to the debug file, got which it. is in my got install, it. and take a look at it from there. So, yeah, so I leave that running, and I just go and take a look. I mean, it goes into WP content, uh, the file there, and you can just drag it out and take a look at what, things uh, mainly i started doing that because i've been trying to convert sites over to php version 8 mm -hmm. and not everything is compatible so i've been checking that out but uh, yeah i'll probably try and turn it off at the end i don't know maybe i should leave it on do you know if there's sure. any sort of performance hit obviously it's writing stuff to a file that it wouldn't ordinarily mm. be doing do you know if it's using up cpu cycles uh. or anything like that I have no idea, mm. and this article isn't telling me anything no, about that. No, it might be either. quite interesting to know whether it's if there's any benefit in having it on. It, you know, let's say you get to the point where you've developed this site and you've you've had it on and you're absolutely satisfied that you've achieved what you want to achieve. Is is there any benefit in having it on forever and ever, amen? Or is yeah. there some benefit in turning that back to false, WP underscore debug, setting that to false? I have no idea. No, but it's you know, I think it's quite interesting. It just just churn up some kind of stuff that you wouldn't know right. about. So right. I, I think that's a... So I'm never not going to do that again. Okay, so that's yeah, going to be double negative. Thing. Never not going <laughs> not to. So going you are to. going to do... Right, okay, got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> anything else on that piece? Uh, did you see anything that stood out for you? No, there, I mean, there were, there were some fairly technical things about PHP and JavaScript and what have you, but most of that, I think we can gloss over. There was a couple of nice bits, and I think we've done them both, so... Yeah, and then I looked at another article, which was from the Search Engine Journal, and it kind of had, well, I guess that silly stuff really um, um, on mistakes to avoid. And I, I found this quite tricky to read because the first thing is using poorly coded themes, and I just think I, I think that's up for kind of debate. And one of the things to check is um, W3C markup validation service. And I'm, I'm pretty sure most themes out there might fail on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're right. Um, to get it absolutely perfect would be, well, after you've fiddled with it and wrestled it into what it is that you want that particular theme to do, I'm sure you're absolutely right. Yeah, this piece is full of what feels like fairly basic advice, you know, like excessive DOM size. They also, point two is don't use a page builder. So at that point, I got all <laughs> grumpy and stopped reading properly, really. But they, they mentioned things like don't install too many plugins. Don't, um, don't put media into your media library that's not optimized. In other words, either use a service that will do that for you or optimize it before you upload it. And then there's things like make sure you've got an, an XML sitemap which now we have anyway, right? Everybody's got a, a sitemap um, as yeah. part of WordPress core. Don't forget, to, you know, it's things like update your site, change the username and password and all that kind of stuff. So it's fairly, yeah. fairly sensible. They've got the, they've got an SEO slant on things. And of course, that kind of overlaps with stuff we'll talk about because, you know, it's become very much about speed. So that's why the page builder stuff's in there because, you know, from their perspective, they've got, they're going with the Gutenberg is the lightest approach uh, to building your site. So, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, really, the overlap and where I disagree with the kind of stuff there. But yeah, there's some there's some stuff there that's yeah. still useful. Well, I'll link to it in the show notes. But anybody that's been around WordPress for any length of time, you'll probably get most of that without having to read it. <laughs> yeah. And now we move on to things that just came out of the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, my first thought was, I think this is the mistake I see people make with WordPress. 
Um, and that's using the tagging system rather randomly. So we've got categories and we've got tags and categories. If we organize ourselves properly, we can really structure our site properly. It's got a parent and child relationship tags though. I think as most people understand tags, it just seems like the convenient thing. Oh yeah, that's that. I'll just stick a tag on it. And I think if you do that in WordPress, you create yourself an SEO problem really. I am totally guilty of this. So I get it. I'm, I'm an, I'm an idiot. Yeah. The, um, I've got, for example, on the WP Builds website, I've got three categories. One is uncategorized, one is podcasts, <laughs> and one is news. And I, I think I'm happy with that. That seems fine. But I go absolutely mad for tags. I love tagging things. And, you- and, and uh, yeah, I've probably just got literally hundreds of tags, which are probably muddying the SEO waters. You know, it's interesting. So you leave on categories and you're quite happy with that. I, I don't ever use it. I always, I just, it's just there. Ah. I just never switch it off or, you know, delete it. I always have on WP Builds, like I say, there's, there's um, news and podcasts and I just make sure I have a process of checking every time before I publish anything. And that is one of the things because I've actually got a template based upon the category selected. And so if... If I don't select either news or podcasts, then mm. nothing on the front end will show apart from the main the main content, um, which is in most cases not very much because there's lots of custom fields. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because one of the things that I try and do straight away is to change the uncategorized into something, something. even if it's yeah. just the word general. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, just so that anyone who goes and looks at the site go. Mm. They didn't. They didn't bother to change that. That's a good. You know, I didn't really think about it from that point of view. But you're right, and and also, it's kind of a curious word to have chosen on categorized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, well, there is no category. Do, do we? Do, do posts have to have it? No, they don't. Do they? You could. Oh, or do they? No. I think I think it has to go under the. Uh, well, uh, you have to have a category. That's what you I mean. Have have ID it, one. There's no way of saying called- uncategorized is literally null. I th- I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's certainly there by default, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's the one you can change. Yes, but you can't delete no, it. No, that's curious. So. Yeah, but I, I mm. like I say, I totally over overuse categories and tags. I wonder how many people who are using WordPress, not not developing with WordPress, who are just just end users of it and have no relationship with the code or any of that. Wonder if they actually mm. understand what the difference is between category and tags, and you know the the fact that one is hierarchical and one isn't. Yeah, I I doubt it and i just think i think it's a terrible term this tag because it just seems like the obvious thing to do and certainly people i know who got into blogging and didn't know anything about wordpress just started they just start with millions of tags yeah. so i just think yeah well do you remember the tag clouds back in the day flash based yeah. tag clouds that would that would move <laughs> around big and big words would come to the front and then like it was like a globe of words <laughs> i'm showing my age uh, it, I know it seems so cool as well. Yeah. What oh, it was thinking? cool. It was really. That's why people got into tagging things because they wanted the cloud to look better. Uh, yeah. Because in a way, that 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 meant you had a, a bigger site. You know, you got. Oh, look, this site's got a big cloud yeah. of of tags. They must be busy making content. They're very reputable. But I I, I think you're right. I think it's it, it's a bit silly and and having a a taxonomy system laid out right from the beginning. And I bet that's something nobody ever talks about with their clients. Having that all figured out right at the get-go would be quite useful. You know, if you're selling sinks and what have you, there's probably a a really small amount of tags that would be useful and to categorize things correctly, much as you would with a WooCommerce product or something like that, is quite important. Yeah, I think that, you know, the idea of category, it makes you think of a system, you know, just the word itself, you go, oh, it's categories, then I really have to have a system. When you think tags, you just think, oh, just stick that on. And I just think this, I just tell clients to avoid tags until there's a good reason. Do you, do you remove, do you sort of try to remove that from the site then? I don't mean remove it as in make it 100% go away, but hide it. Yeah, well, if there's a custom post type, which I've created, then I'll just have categories and not tags there. So. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, um, next, one, I guess, related is don't forget to delete the sample post and page. Yep. And you re- you raised something about this. That I guess that needs – you talked about the other page that comes with it, the privacy page. Yeah, I, I, um, you, you, I'm sure you know, but maybe your clients don't know you when you install WordPress. I can't remember what version it was. Was it 
5.0, something like that, you now get the privacy page, don't you, which you can set in yeah. settings to be the, the privacy page, but you get a default one, which I don't know how many people ever use it, but it's fairly boilerplate text. And yeah. and we were talking about, we didn't know whether that was translated, you know, so the American English version or perhaps even a yeah. Japanese version or whatever it might be. I've no idea. But that potentially is one to either delete or go and sort out properly right at the outset. But yeah, get rid of the sample page. Do you do you get rid of like, I don't know, Hello Dolly and a Kismet or any of those? What do you do with yeah, all that? Yeah, straight away yep. they get deleted. Uh, I mean, if I'm starting from scratch, which uh, we've talked about this before, you like to do that. And I, I've now been converted a little bit to starting from scratch every so often because I think it makes you look at stuff, particularly... The privacy page, which when that came out, I, I started every project with my own setup where I've got my own page for that. So I just got the hump about it. You know, how dare you stick this in? That's right. <laughs> uh, but dare. now I've looked at it, I thought, oh, actually, there's actually some good things in there, things I hadn't thought about, such as uh, the, the kind of privacy that applies to comments on posts, things that I haven't covered yeah. in my own privacy yeah. policy. So well, it's quite I, good to look at. I think my advice i just like to go and install wordpress every time from scratch i just do it i don't know why but i think if you were to do that one in ten times it might mm. be useful maybe one in five just to see if anything's changed just but yeah. also it gives you that clarity of do i really need this like we were talking about whether mm. you really need if it's a really lightweight site and the the end user's probably not going to be too involved in the back end do you do you really need something like metabox or advanced custom fields if you've mm. only got one custom field could you just make do with the wordpress custom fields which comes installed so things like that it might make you revisit it, it whereas if you've got a a template site which you always use as your base layer you know this is mm -hmm. this is what i do every time i just install this there might be stuff in there that you really don't need but you're just kind of a bit addicted to and you're wedded to it for yeah. no reason at all yeah exactly you've i mean i've converted to your way of thinking because of that's exactly what happened to me i for the, for the first time in a long time i thought i'm going to use the default i've only got a couple of fields that i need i'm going to use the default and but before if i'd have gone with my starter site there would have been acf sitting there for me and i'd just gone with that so yep. I, I, it's a good idea i think to re refresh yourself on these things now well also, so also converted yeah, me. so things like um just changes in wordpress things that are different like the privacy mm. page, you yeah. would never have known that yeah. known that was even there. Probably it would have just stuck itself in amongst all the other pages that you've gotten. You would never have known. So once in a while is all I'm saying. Um, yeah. What's next? Uh, setting pretty links. I guess most people will know that's an important thing to do rather than have the default IDs. Yep. 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 And uh, media library as well. Uh, now I think we might do this differently. I always go and make sure that all the media goes into the one file. So I take it away from the default. Do you have it in the the month, but the years and months yeah, categories? Yeah, that's how I generally do it. And I, I can't I can't really think that that has ever really helped me. But that's just the way I do it. Just I think yeah. on some level I like that. I'm used to categorizing my own. Like on my Mac, for example, I'm used to putting things into folders and often it will be by month. If it's photographs, I'll put them in month folders just because I want to be able to go back and have some recollection of when things were taken. But also so that the file itself doesn't, sorry, the folder itself doesn't get too big with literally 10,000 items in it. So I, th I think there's some something to be said. Have you ever used plugins like Happy Files to, to organize that on the back end? Uh, I've tried it out and I really like mm. it, um, but I haven't I haven't gone with it because of the fact that I've adopted a system which allows me to tag the media, but I haven't really got into the habit of doing that. You know, one of the things that bugs me about WordPress is the fact that, you know, if you start, if you started 18 years ago and you've put all like I do, put them all in one place, how do you delete these old images which are no longer relevant any longer on your posts that you i don't know you may have deleted or something right. you just don't know how to clear up right right that that's a good reason to sort of put things into months and 
whatever. I think yeah. so. Yeah. But the, 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 the reason I don't is because of this strange SEO idea that I've got where it's extending the URL before you get to maybe the sure. keyword rich image labeling. So that's why I went the other way. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a site where it's a brochure site, well, there's no point. If it's never going to change, then yeah. don't bother. But if it's something where like, I don't know, a huge blog, it would make sense to expunge those, I don't know, every five years or something. The content's stale. Nobody's going to be reading it. You could be getting rid of things. And if you can just go to a folder that was, I don't know, let's say January 2016 and just click delete and happily get yeah. rid of all that stuff, then why not? So basically, our point on this one is never not ever <laughs> basically don't have a not hang on i was gonna say this is easy, easy for you to say <laughs> <laughs> basically have a checklist yeah don't not have a check <laughs> don't i'll do it for you don't not have a check no easier than that have a checklist <laughs> have a checklist yeah we're trying to go with an x though we're trying oh, okay to okay negative. Yeah. so don't not have a checklist there you go perfect <laughs> uh, oh okay, we missed so one out we missed out the one that i threw in there which was um what do you, what do you do about comments do you leave those on the default settings oh. or do you switch them off by default or do you have them so that i don't know so that it sends you an email each time my my position now it kind of feels like comments because of the spam involved and and as soon as you start to receive spam i know that there's ways of avoiding yeah. that like a kismet and what have you but as soon as you start receiving the spam that's just a torrent is probably going to come your way so yeah. I I took a page out of Kev Quirk's book and on a site that I recently put together, I got rid of comments altogether and actually just had a reply by email button at the end of each post. Yeah, sounds good. Yep. Do you know what? With comments, though, there is a good little... This is completely off the point here, but there is a nice little plugin which is hardly, hardly anybody's installed, which I think is called LH0 Spam. Go on. I could got that wrong. And <clears throat> what it does, it's it's an old technique that's been around. David Walsh had this got the JavaScript basically, where anybody who turns off their JavaScript going to WordPress it will get blocked from being able to submit any forms. And it works for con you know, for that. There used to be a zero spam, WordPress zero spam, but they've changed how they do it. But actually it kind of works. I mean, assuming that none of the people who are genuinely going to your site have turned off JavaScript for a reason, it gets rid of most of the bots. So So, so yeah. hang on, let me just get that straight. So it it's detecting if there's JavaScript disabled. Yeah. And if it is disabled, then it it assumes that it's spam. Yeah. And it just doesn't let you complete anything. You can't, you know, you can't log in or register or fill in a form or add in a comment oh. if you've turned it off. So it blocks you from that way. And it's a really, you know, so lightweight. I mean, it literally is a few um, KBs for this yeah. plugin. So and um, it the, guards yeah. so much. The assumption then is that the, sp the, the bots won't be exhibiting behavior of using javascript in any way oh, that's interesting mm. okay yeah yeah seems to work i mean it works on form submissions anyway uh that's off the point but yeah uh, interesting we we had a, we might as well share what i was talking about earlier with the comments because your idea about being able to submit uh, a message but you can't interact with people so recently i'm trying to put together a blog and i thought why don't i just at the end of this blog post link it to uh, an identical article which is going to be on Facebook's in a group yep. so people could talk about it yep. there and I just thought yeah might be the way forward because I'm the same with you I don't you have to manage comments you have to allow a system for people to be notified if they've made a comment which is another plugin and uh, so I don't quite you know it's not really the best place I think to have that kind of engagement I wonder these days obviously back in the day go back 10 or so years when websites were really the place where people hung out you know you'd go to mm. a particular website and the comment threads would often be quite long i yeah. i kind of feel that people's attention has been diverted and their their interaction online is now done on these different platforms so if they're going to be typing a thought about something related to a piece of content they're they're more likely to do that in something like facebook or or pick whatever platform mm. twitter or whatever and and i, I just 
I wonder if comments on individual websites are a dying thing in that, you know, they're, they're basically going to be ghost towns. But also you're kind mm. of advertising the lack of interest in your content if you've got mm. posts, sorry, if you've got um, comments switched on and post after post after post after post, there's no mm. comments. On some level, it kind yeah. of feels like a bit of a ghost town. Having said that, we, WP Builds, we, we never get comments. We used to get quite a few, but we never get comments anymore because everybody now knows that if they want to comment on it, there is a there is somewhere in the fa- in the Facebook group and they do all of that talking over yeah. there. Yeah, it does seem like they're, they're dead now, and and it's really uh, sometimes I enjoy looking at you know when there's a something particularly controversial and everybody jumps on for their opinions. I will go through all of those one by one, but the, it's really hard it, it, in the same way it is on Facebook yep. to not lose the thread of the conversation. Yep. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I think I, I do think that's an interesting development though that comments were a real thing. And now yeah. it just feels that they're a bit of a chore because of the the, the comment spam, but also the fact that they uh, you know there's an actual work to be done. The flip side, of course, is that if somebody does make a comment on your website and it, and it is clearly on message, they've read whatever you put up there. That's yeah. so nice. It's like getting a letter in the post, an actual handwritten letter. It feels really lovely when somebody bothers to say genuinely i read your content I, you know i disagree with it or i agree with it or whatever it's an it's a nice thing to receive so yeah. from that point of view you should probably keep them on but uh, m- my feeling is for most cases switch them off yeah i i agree and it is a nice thing to have and also it's a potentially an seo boost because you update the content on your page as well yeah. and if it's relevant yeah. they people are commenting are helping you with your seo as well yeah. so yeah yeah okay that's good Okay, hmm. next. Um, this is one just for me, really. Um, you know, uh, so never forget to check your browser for console errors. This is something I never used to do, and now uh, I realise that it's absolutely essential. On what level are you doing this? On what? On how refined are you being? How much time are you spending in there? And when do you start to check the console? At what point are you thinking, okay, I've done enough work now to to go back and check the console what's the criteria uh, i don't know I'm, I'm using it a lot you know because i was talking to you about the fact that i use the console a lot of the times to slow down my page load so i can see how it's going to be on the mobile when i'm building the site so i end up going in there quite a lot more than i used to do right but it does you know it alerts me to mistakes i made that i got into loading my own fonts and thought i'd done it correctly when i hadn't and without the console error telling me that that font isn't loading on certain pages, I wouldn't know because it's cached. So it's, you know, one of the examples where you think everything's fine, but it's not, there are errors there. Do you find it quite an intimidating interface? Or do you, obviously now that yes. you've got into it and you've probably learned a few shortcuts and ways of passing the information and understanding what's in front of you. But for a for somebody beginning in WordPress, would you still advise checking the console? Or are you, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I think so. Well, the only problem with it sometimes is that it's throwing up errors which are related to some of the extensions that you might have, right. which so they're not genuine for your website. But I actually think beginners should do this more often, particularly if they're in groups where they might get support, because often people are talking about their issues. And the first thing you're asking newbies is, are there any console errors? Yeah. And this is yeah. how you find it and tell me what they are. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's a good thing to have. You know, I can feel a video you. series, David, coming on for you here. <laughs> a nice, nice selection of videos telling us how to use the console and in what cases it's you know worthwhile and in what cases it's not i I expect those videos to be with us by the end of the week (laughs) yeah i feel you know that's the thing i it's kind of new to me i've always felt it's a developer thing as far as i was concerned now i i realize because it's easy to see an error isn't it it puts up a little uh, red marker a little x there that you can see so yeah yeah. there's i'm definitely not spending as much time in there as you do um, but I would be curious. Uh, my comment about you making a video series was not a glib one. I would be genuinely curious to mm. to see what it is that you're looking for and how you're doing it. And I expect that you could save people a lot of time because it's one of those things. It's a bit like learning a foreign language. There's a you've yeah. got to get over the hump of figuring out what yeah. any of it means 
before it starts to make <clears throat> excuse me any sense yeah yeah indeed okay let's move on to the next one which is again it's just my personal thing um never buy plugins and themes from unknown authors it's a good piece of advice and you were the first person really to to raise this flag however just having a thought mm. what if you have just released your first plugin what then Mm, I know. I, I think it's just generally a point about checking out who you're buying from. I think that's really quite important to know what their values are and the fact that you might be able to find them. You know, uh, I think it's quite concerning that, you know, anyone can put up a nice landing page here and completely hide their identity and sell you something that you might use in your business. I think, you know, it's uh, certainly when I started, I had, I had no idea who made the plugins that I use. I just yeah. used them because they did the function that I needed it to do. But as I realized people depended on me and my reputation depended on it, then I, I felt I needed to start to think as authors as almost like business partners. Yeah, and I suppose it's incumbent upon anybody who is starting out a plugin theme or whatever WordPress kind of mm. business is to, is to make efforts to push things out towards your potential customers to make it clear that you're in this seriously and you've done the due diligence and you've checked that things are compatible and so on and so forth and yeah. if i see that again i learned this from you if i see that and i go to their about us page and it gives me confidence i'm far more likely to part with my my dollars than i would be if all of that was just absent and i didn't have a clue who you were yeah. And I think people who are new to it are probably more honest anyway. They will probably go and talk about what they're doing and you'll get more about them. So mm. I don't think it just it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that people can't start having never done it before. You know, yeah. I just think you just need to check them out. Um, okay. And the last point, the key one, I think, which has to be <laughs> never, never listen to anything we say. Honestly, <laughs> we're on like episode, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got a real frog in my throat. We're on episode 200 and, I don't know, 59,000 <laughs> or something. And um, I'd say we've probably said one or two things in that entire time that were correct and actually factual and useful. <laughs> Most of it's just utter drivel. We've done quite well out of talking nonsense. <laughs> yeah, so never absolutely. listen to what we say. Uh, should we move on to Y? Okay, so that was all X, was it? That was all that X, was all X. don't do this sort of thing. Okay, now we're on to Y. Why use WordPress? Okay. Well, this will be short, actually. For me, it's really, really simple. Why I can't leave WordPress, however frustrated I might get about certain aspects about it, is the GPL license. Yep. Um, because it gives me ownership, and ownership I can transfer to clients, and I can build uh, kind of care and hosting business on the top of that. As long as I can build these kind of sites, and we have full ownership. No one's got control over my business. So that really is what makes me stick with WordPress. I know there are other GPL options out there, but WordPress is the only one that offers so much and so much ease to be able to build sites. So you just like the fact that you've almost like insurance in a way, isn't it? You, you just like the fact that yeah. when you hand it over, you are totally categorically satisfied that they are now the custodians. They own it. It belongs yeah. to them. They can do what they want with it. And that's a good peace of mind. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter to a lot of people. I guess if you sell a Squarespace or Wix or even, you know, in WordPress, we have some plugins which are not GPL where you can't necessarily hand over. But maybe it doesn't matter to the clients. But just because I guess my background working in government, I always feel like I need to have that. I expect that the client, unless they specifically said or I've said otherwise to them, that they expect that I'm passing on something they have full ownership for. Right. I think that's what they expect they paid for. So, yeah, that's a big, big thing for me. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. I like that. That is a big thing. So the GPL license is number one. That's the, the big reason for doing mm. it. But there's a lot more to it. You've written down all sorts here, aren't you? Like choice of options. Are you talking about like plugins and themes, the way it's extensible? Yeah, that's exactly it, really. It's because is there any other platform that's GPL that has those number of options? No. I don't think there is. No. I mean, yeah. even back in the day when I started using it, it was miles ahead of the the rivals, yeah. um, you know, Drupal and so on. It was, there was way more 
on the WordPress side than there was anywhere else. And um, I think it continues to be the case. What are we at? Something like 60,000 plugins in the repository? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And then yeah. countless thousands of premium premium versions or exclusively premium plugins. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, my point is really all the same thing, um, which is really just the fact that you can make a kind of living out of it, which I've been able to do yep. because it's easy to sell to clients because it's so popular. There's always going to be work out there because there's always going to be WordPress sites that are in need of love. Um, so I think there's always some kind of route to, to earn a living. But I don't know, you know, the, one of the things we were talking about this earlier about the GPL, I say this, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I think it's WordPress is always the best route for some advanced functionality like e-commerce or learning platforms or memberships and things like that. I feel like WordPress is the, maybe you want to go with Shopify or something if you're running an e-commerce store, just, just yeah. for the hassle-free nature of it. That might be a choice that you go down, but it kind of feels to me like WordPress is always there at the beginning to be ruled yeah. out. It's like, this is what I will use every time unless there's a really compelling reason to do it differently. Yes, exactly. And I think the fact that, you know, building, you know, if you wanted a blog, WordPress is the place to go. If you want a simple website where clients can maintain their own sites, then probably WordPress is the way to go. And then it's arguable, I think, after that point, if you need to add e-commerce to it should that be wordpress i'm not so convinced of whether it should be a learning management system that goes as part of your business but most of the time most people just need a basic website mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i can't think of anything else that leads me away however frustrated i might get with certain aspects of it you know sort of plug-in conflicts that you might have needing to update it changes with how wordpress is developing or might be things that count against it but i still end up back to what else is there <laughs> yeah do you know what i would add to this list and i didn't and it's only just really occurred to me the the one thing which i really like about wordpress is is the community i know people yeah. drone on about the wordpress community and how amazing it is and all that but i really really like it it's full of extremely nice people who are very helpful and are willing to give up their time. I mean, you know, like all communities, that's not always going to be the case. But my experience, almost 100% of the time is incredibly positive. The community, the help that you can get out there, the, the fact that people who might be commercial rivals will still help you out because, you know, they may not live in the same geographical location. So your rivalry is really just moot. It's not really rivalry because you're in completely different continents. But... I just love the community. I love all the events. I love all the online events, the real world events. So let's hope we get those back again. It's just yeah. amazing that this has happened. Yeah. It's kind of, I've never really understood what community is and it's uh, maybe double-edged as well, but there is a sense of it. There is a sense that my identity is wrapped up in being WordPress because it's, it's I don't know, it's a way of slimming down who I'm, what things I'm going to look at in terms of my online journey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's fast. <laughs> you know, it is if you actually think about it, you know, both you and I we're really into it and we spend a lot mm. of our time going into things like Facebook groups and trying to find things WordPressy whereas, you know, maybe yeah. imagine you were like, I don't know, top of my head, if you're an accountant, I very much yeah. doubt you're going to spend your free time going looking into accountancy WordPress, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they do. Um, <laughs> WordPress accountancy groups for discussions to have with people. I, I, yeah. Those words have come out of my mouth and I've just realized that's probably not true. Maybe they do. Maybe they really do do that. But I feel like our community is, is just so strong and vibrant and wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Have we done why then? I can't think of anything else apart from the fact that we've got <laughs> we've got to do Z now. How Z. What, what what even is this? What are we doing for Z? Is it just literally <laughs> It's yeah, exactly. It's time to put it we put it to bed. This series is done. Do you know what? Thankfully. That that's pretty impressive because if you think about it, although we've done this kludge at the end with three letters in one We've we've spent yeah. almost a year going through this. Some yeah. episodes are better than others, obviously, but um, <laughs> but that's pretty impressive. However, you can't mm. you can't rest on your laurels. What's um, what's coming next? Well, the next thing is what I think we're going to call WP Business 
boot camp. I like WordPress it. WordPress business boot camp. So the idea here is that we relearn everything we know about building WordPress sites and running a web design business from start to finish. That's the idea for this next series. So we come at it from a point of tote. We're trying to come at it as if we know nothing, which in my case <laughs> is going to be really straightforward. <laughs> Because I don't have a lot to forget here. I'm nowhere near as, you know, useful and I'm not spending any length of time learning things in WordPress like you are. So you'll have you'll have to work a lot harder than I will because I'm coming from largely a point of ignorance on most most things we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we, we've got a premise anyway for this series. So we have a, a potential website client called Miss A. All we know about her is that she's a lawyer in a large city. She's asked a mutual friend who's thought of us. And we have few skills, which is true, and no business or processes in place. She has no previous website, no branding or copy. So what we're going to try and do with the help of the WP Builds Group, Google and specific experts that we might call in, we'll try and work out how we can accommodate with our new business, this client, and go through the whole design process before the build, right through to after the build and maintaining that site for her and go through each of the processes, including probably starting off with how we're going to define our own business models from the very beginning. So that's the idea with it. There'll be, I think, five seasons with roughly about five to eight episodes in each of them. So that's going to take up another year. <laughs> I was going to say, this is this is no small task. So that's going to begin WP Business Bootcamp. And the idea is we've got this we've got this client, we know the name and what they do, but that's it. That's really it. And we've got to start yeah. from scratch, complete scratch, um, finding out how we might go about building a WordPress website and how it all goes. What's the journey from A through to Z? <laughs> we've just yeah. invented another A to Z. Uh, <laughs> lovely. So that's going to begin in a couple of weeks' time. And you mentioned that the WP Builds Facebook group, we might hook them in at some point is that going to be yeah. are you intending to just sort of post things out periodically after an episode is released to get comments or how's that going to work yeah i think um i'll put something out so we think we already know what episode one is going to be which is realistically defining our business model so i, I might put out the question there to just say how do they come about the model that they have and what is it so we can use that in our discussion but there's plenty of stuff out there anywhere online lots of people have different opinions about how you should run a web agency so you and i might go on different journeys with this because yep. the idea of this as we learn it is that we need to keep consistent with what we've decided for our business so our uh, our process of building sites will de probably depend on those early decisions we've made about our business model and it will and also you and i might be different yeah and because it, yeah. It, i will have to cope with things in my life that you don't have to do you know yeah. i've got um kids and things and so there might be certain things that i simply have to decline to do because i don't have the time in my calendar and so we'll just cross all of those bridges as we come to it but trying to trying to keep it real if you know what i mean and yeah. and also do what we would genuinely try to do if it was real yeah and it's a nice thing to go and look into some of the sort of smaller elements of building websites for a change i think it's quite nice to look at things like copy and design and things like that typography and and learn from some other people out there i think this is going to be fun yeah yeah okay so that'll start in a couple of weeks and um mm -hmm. but for this episode our a to z is done finally yes well done Yay. <laughs> yeah i'll see you in a couple of weeks well, I hope that you enjoyed that. It was, as I said at the top of the show, a little bit contrived, trying to get the three letters X, Y, and Z into something that we could talk about. But we managed it. We got through the entire A to Z one week, nearly, for every single letter of the alphabet. But I hope that you enjoyed it. If you've got any comments, please leave them on the WPBuilds.com website. Search for episode 255 or go to the Facebook group, WPBuilds.com forward slash Facebook. Just a quick last mention, if you are shopping for WordPressy things this time of year, it's Black Friday after all, head over wpbuilds.com forward slash black for our searchable, filterable list of well over 100 WordPress plugins, themes, hosting, everything really to do with WordPress and websites in general. That URL once more, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. 
Okay, I'll be back next week with an interview episode, and I hope that you're able to join us. If you can't make that, why not subscribe to us on your favourite podcast player, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. That page will lead you to all of the ways that you can keep in touch with us. And finally, join us on Monday for the This Week in WordPress show. I can't remember who the guests are this week, but it's sure to be a nice show, and we'll repurpose it into your audio stream if you do subscribe every Tuesday. Okay, I will be seeing you soon. Take care. Cheesy music fading in. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now.